Legal disclaimer. Stamp show here today, its affiliates and organizations are not responsible for any maiming, dismemberment, or physical injury from listening to this podcast. It is suggested that all listeners wear proper head protection and fasten all seatbelts. Discontinue use of rash develops. Ask your physician if Stamp Show here today is right for you. Live from Wixen's Shovel Museum next to Nuka World, this is the award-winning Stamp Show here today. If you can dream it, we can collect it. Brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. You can support this witless tosh by joining the Stamp Show Here Today community. The cost is only $10 for a lifetime membership. We are an APS-affiliated club. Listen to the end credits for more information. This is Lord Cash. This is Assistant in Virtue Mark. This is the former Sir Jim, who now identifies as Lord Jim. <laughs> this is Lady Carol R. of the Queendom of Mail for Fun. And uh, today we had a person join. Shout out to Gates B. He is uh, probably our youngest Stamp Show Here Today listener er, and member. He can call himself now Lord Gates because he paid. Funny thing, we have two memberships for free because people paid $20. Right. Um, His father paid for him. And uh, he said, no, 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 here, I'll or give you the $10. So we can sell memberships for $10, but we can't give them away for free. Oh. There's something economically weird there. Really? Anyway, today, I, I know that everybody knows this. It's obvious, but I do want to give a shout out. Happy Sea Monkey Day, everybody. Hmm. And if you want to have a collection of sea monkey stamps, there is actually no stamp that pictures sea monkeys. There is a 1988 stamp from Greece that has a nice big picture of a brine shrimp. But I want to see a stamp with actual, like the the cartoon from the 1960s and 1970s with the little dudes sitting in the aquarium with the crowns and the scepters and everything like that. No stamp has ever been put out. You know, the Postal Service should issue a series of stamps based on those, uh, you know, back of the magazine, uh, you know, advertisements for things like x-ray glasses. Oh, that would be great. That type of thing. You know, that's a a part of of Americana. A block of four. four Right. With x-ray glasses, sea monkeys, um, the train. Oh, the army set. Oh, those used to be great army sets with right. all the army men, and then you get the little tanks and everything, and everything was off scale, so like the guy was taller than the tank and stuff like that. And then decoders. Oh, decoders. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and you might be able to put out a full little mini sheet on that stuff. Sure. I mean, they put out a sheet for Buzz Lightyear. They could put if they're going to go. If they're going to sink that low into the sewer, <laughs> you can uh, take a stamp show here today's uh, little advice and maybe do something like that. Yeah, how do we know on the Board of Governors? Well, Gates, uh, he got his membership certificate and he got the right to call himself a lord. And he also uh, got a magic screen. Which actually came in handy today at lunch. Right. Because... Um, as lunch started, 
one of our members, Dan. Nice shout out for Dan. Shout out for Dan, sure. Sure. They're free. And um, he said, Jim, I want to show you the stamp. I can't figure out if, if this is the orange or the red. And it, what it was was a $2 Franklin, Washington Franklin um, issue, either five, what is it, 523 or 547? Yeah, 523, yeah. And he says it doesn't match anything. And I looked at it and I said, that looks like it's been sulfurized. And it's probably the orange. It's probably the 523. And I showed it to Cash, and he agreed. And I said, well, Dan, what you need to do is you need to get one of those little screens and that we advertise and talk about and put some hydrogen peroxide in a bowl and, and let that thing get oxidized. And he said, what's that? <laughs> and so, Dan, this is what it is. This yeah, is for yeah. you, Dan. So I was sitting there with Gates. Right. Simultaneously. Lunch, and... A few minutes later, I hear him talking to his dad, and he says, "I wonder what's what this, this wonder screen's for." Yeah, what's this? What, what is this anyway? What's this little plastic screen? And I said, "You've got to go down and show that to Dan. Tell him Jim sent you." And so he did, and then Dan was able to see what the magic screen was. So uh, right away, the first thing that happened after he became a lord or a prince <laughs> is he educated somebody. On the magic screen. There you go. And just as a follow-up for everybody, because I actually had an, I won't call it an argument because a guy, you know, sort of whatever, but a person was telling me that this is not sulfurization, it's oxidation. Right. You're using the wrong term. And I was like, mm, I'm sorry, I know the chemistry on it, here it is. So... When they made yellow, orange, orangey yellow, a lot of shades of red, stuff like that, they would put lead into the ink pigment to lighten it up. Just like, you know, everybody says, uh, you know, lead paint in the walls and everything. Everybody used lead to brighten up colors. So if you wanted to have a bright color on a stamp, you would add lead to it. Uh, C1 is a classic example. The six cent Washington heads, they're all this orange, bright orange color. Yeah, 558, the six cent Garfield. Yep. Quite a few stamps. Well, anyway, lead over time, when exposed to flexible plastics, especially clear flexible plastics, uh, could just be the atmosphere if you happen to live next to a, you know, iron foundry <laughs> or something like that. A coal burning oil yeah, power a, plant. A coal burning power plant. Um, sulfur gets in the air. The lead will throw off one of it. Well, the lead, the mix, will throw off one of its because it has lead in it. Will throw off one of its oxygens, and add in that sulfur. Sulfur, if anybody has looked at it, it's sort of a brownish-yellow color. And it makes things look brown. So you're adding sulfur to the color. That's why we call it sulfurization. If you want to get rid of it, you put it hydrogen peroxide. And again, chemically, that's H2O2. What happens is it will throw off one of its oxygens. The oxygen will bind, and so the sulfur that's there goes back out into the atmosphere. So 
you are oxidizing the stamp to remove the sulfurization. So that is what is occurring. What a lot of people think is that it's a red color. Red is made up of like ferrous metal ink and it rusts. And what they're seeing is the rust. In that case, it would be oxidation because the, the iron is rusting. It's oxidizing. That's not what is occurring on these stamps, though. So I understand where you're coming from. It's not oxidation. It's sulfurization. Thank you very much. Yet, uh, the, yet, auction, or, yet auction catalogs will still describe it as oxidation. oxidation. Yeah, they will. And I think the reason they do that is because it, it's become, the, the, the term oxidation has become so prevalent that uh, people wouldn't understand if they use the correct term. Yeah. They say, what's sulfurization? Well, people, you know, take antioxidants and everything like that. I think oxygen is more in the vocabulary than mm -hmm. sulfurization. I mean, if we were in the olden days and everybody was taking sulfur medicine, maybe it would be different. But, uh, yeah, uh, when you call oxidation, you're calling it wrong. Yeah. Oxidation is the... Chemically wrong. Chemically. Yeah, that's the process to restore it. Yeah. But, you're, but you're actually describing the fault or the defect or whatever it is that you want to call it. Fortunately, it is correctable. Yes. Well, to a certain point, it is yeah. correctable. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, well, I did some uh, U.S. number 11s that were incredibly sulfurated. And what occurred was is that the, when the sulfurization was removed, it destroyed a lot of the red pigment in it. So, you know, nor, it would have been a red stamp. Then it turned into a black stamp. Then you oxidized it. It didn't turn back into a red stamp. It turned into sort of a pink stamp because it lost some of that red. And, uh, you know, that's just... What happens sometimes if the stamp's destroyed, though, the stamp's destroyed. So Yeah. I have one other follow-up to our uh, invert story that we had last week. Ah, the CIA invert, right? The CIA invert. Um, the issue of Lynn's before that announcement was made about the discovery of the new plate block and obviously the possibility of a new uh, sheet. Cherry Stone... Um, auctioned in the previous week's lens um, was highlighted as auctioning a CIA invert. And um, I just thought that was interesting that the next week that it comes out and it's like, well, wait a minute, maybe it's not a CIA invert because <laughs> technically the only CIA inverts are the 95 that the CIA bought. Yes. Or the employees bought. And so there's no way of knowing this is an internal, uh, I've got the picture here, there's no margins on this, you know, the, the margin white stripe. So there's no way to tell where, what position this came from. It could have come from the middle of the other sheet. Very, we yep. don't know what the origins of that one is. Yep. Just a, something to think about as the story unfolds over the next few weeks. Well, Lady Carol is here, and we've discussed it several times, mail for fun. 
Uh, but she actually came to lunch today, and she's visiting Las Vegas, gambling and everything. So we invite, so we invited her onto the podcast. And why don't you tell people who you are and what you do? Hi, this is Carol, Lady Carol, for all you stamp people out there. And I've come here today to talk about Mail for Fun. Las Vegas being one of my favorite cities, it was quite a joy to come in and have lunch with everybody. I highly recommend it. If you're in town, come down, see the guys. There are a bunch of laughs. <laughs> I, um, I had a warning from my boyfriend's brother that, oh, you're going to go see those philatelists, aren't you? And I said, yeah. He goes, well, whatever you do, don't let them take you to his damn show. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, right. mail for fun. Um, it's a hobby that I have now that I'm retired. I've always loved getting mail in my mailbox. Ever since I went to college 2,000 miles away from my house, that my only connection to the world was that little box where these envelopes would come in. And so ever since then, I just love to get mail. Even these days with social media and all that, I still rely on using the postal system. I love getting new stamps to put on my envelopes and maybe adorn them a little bit with a little drawing or have stickers. And uh, I decided, you know, I would really hate to see this all go away. It's just one of my favorite things, and I, I think that people should still write letters, write thank you letters, or just even a letter of encouragement to a relative or a friend. I think it would go a long way. So I started Mail for Fun. Cool. And how do we participate? I'll, I have an address that you can write to. It's Mail for Fun 20401. Haggerty, H-A-G-G-E-R-T-Y, Road, Suite A, number 120, Northville, N-O-R-T-H-V-I-L-L-E, Michigan, M-I, 48167. And it's very important that you put the Suite A and number 120 on it because it goes to a post office box that's inside a grocery store. And if you don't have that, they say, eh, we'll just throw this away. So make sure <laughs> you have the complete address so that they can send it there. And um, just, you know, write a letter. Just send a postcard. Put a little doodle on it. Or even if you have a poem or something like that, just be creative. Make it colorful. Use exotic stamps. One of my favorite things... When I get a piece of mail like that and people have put older stamps on there, I like to go through the catalog to see if I can find them in the catalog because I'm not very familiar with stamp collecting so that I don't know what year these are supposed to be. So it's like a treasure hunt for me to open up that catalog. It's, oh, there, yeah, there it is. There's that one. And so it's just something for people to have fun and preserve the art of letter writing. Do you write us back? Oh, definitely. Everybody who sends me something, they will get a personalized thank you note, <laughs> and it'll come with a picture of a baby animal. A baby animal. Yes, Perfect. yeah. I have a calendar. I and have a it, funny feeling it's normally cats. Oh, no, no, no. It's, oh, okay. Every year, my boyfriend gets me a, a baby animal calendar for Christmas, <laughs> and, you know, I hate to throw anything out. And so I just, you know, just think, okay... If it's going to um, Minnesota, you know, maybe a grizzly bear or, you know, just different animals that maybe, you know, go with the um, city that I'm sending it to. Or if I, you know, a little bit something about the person, I just make sure that the design is individualized and personal. Okay, I'm going to be stupid here. 
Okay. There's grizzly bears in Minnesota. Whatever, whatever. I mean, I only have a limited <laughs> I, amount of animals. I don't animals. know. I don't know. <laughs> I thought they were all in Yellowstone Park in Montana. Um, <laughs> no, I, it's Yogi Bear. Oh, the Yogi, yeah. I guess there's no polar bears left, right? Because they've all died because the uh, ice cap has dis- disappeared or something like that. I heard something about that. Yes, they drowned oh, in the okay. ocean. <laughs> Actually, did you know that polar bears are really, really super good swimmers? They're great swimmers. Yeah. They'll swim for a couple hundred miles sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're really good. Not so, your normal bear story. Sorry, sorry. My normal bear story? No, I say that's not your normal oh, bear story. Oh, okay. I have a that bear story bear. if you want. Okay. Um, I was camping. I did the um, Wonderland Trail around Mount Rainier. And um, I'm hiking up the hill, and then all of a sudden, my husband in front of me stops in his tracks, and he goes, bear. And I just froze. And here was this bear right next to us climbing up this tree. And I just said, oh, it's a bear. It's a bear. There's a bear there. It's, it, it's a bear. And <laughs> so um, it was very scary, and then we retreated, and... And all during the night at our campsite, I was wondering if he was going to come by. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good time to have some of that bear repellent with you. I I didn't have any. I just made lots of loud noises, which I'm good at. Yeah, when we went hiking in um, the Tetons, uh, you you put bells on your uh, Yeah, I had a bear bell. Mm -hmm. And then you you buy this um, bear repellent, and it shoots out. And apparently it works wonders. It doesn't hurt the bear, but it just, they don't like it and they leave. Yeah, I didn't have any chemicals. Yeah, well, then you were lucky. But put the, you know, food on the bear pole. You, you could know. have been food. Yeah. Could have been, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, your husband run faster than you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, then you would have been the food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to outrun the second person. <laughs> well, the bear climbed the tree, and he, he stayed there, so we uh, were okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a good hiking story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was quite the 100 miles. It wasn't a baby animal, though. I, I don't know. I, it looked really big to me, whatever it was. Yeah, well, baby animals are like, like uh, we went to a park in um it was a nature park up by uh, yellowstone and my daughter who was a young teenager at the time um got to feed the baby bears nice yeah i mean you had to pay the pay the fare it wasn't free yeah but they but they they'd bring them out and they had bottles you know with milk in them and they fed the baby bears so and then the mother came out and, and Feasted on the you. kid. <laughs> so if you ever want to get rid of your kid, that's why. I guess that's what you do. Now, isn't it well-known um, uh, wilderness lore that if it's a black bear, you make yourself into a ball, and if it's a brown bear, you give it a Milky Way? Or... <laughs> I was too scared to notice the color. It was just a bear to me. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so we get pictures of baby bears. Uh, well, uh, lots or, of things. Oh, I'm sorry, baby, baby animals. Baby animals, yes. Um, there's all kinds. All right, you want to give that address out again? Sure. That's Mail for Fun, 20401 Haggerty Road, Suite A, number 120, Northville, Michigan, 48167. Thank you. 
And again, this isn't like a chain lighter. This is more like a for fun stuff. So yeah. we send it there, send it to a friend, send it to your mother. Mother's Decorate Day. your envelope. Yeah. It, it's, it, by the time this goes up, it'll be two days past Sea Monkey Day, because today is Sea Monkey Day. We record on Tuesdays. You'll listen to this on Thursday. But you could probably prepare for next year for yeah. Sea Monkey Day. There's no reason you couldn't put Sea Monkey on the envelope and send it after sea monkey yeah i mean drawing a baby sea monkey is probably really really super easy it's just like a little dot just yeah most babies start that way yeah (laughs) (laughs) well on that note happy collecting and happy sea monkey day we need your help (laughs) nothing on the internet is free including our phone and internet connections so you can support the podcast by joining the stamp show here today club The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS member number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. (laughs) Because you don't put that on the letter. Oh, well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. But now the time has come to go. If this Silcom was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! (laughs) Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.